One, two, three. Okay, I'm sorry. Only one of us can do it. Welcome to the West Knows Best podcast, where we only talk about and we only play the best of the West. Hi, my name is Victoria. I go by your friend Vic. I am Emerson Marshall. I thought you were Emerson Ethere. My name is Bo Henrik. Mio, H-E-N-R-I-K. This is the, the West Knows Best podcast, where we talk about the, the best of the West. Koji, you're going to be the best of the West today, okay? All right, I'm down. Let's let's make it happen. I'll see if I can live up to your standards. <laughs> hey, man, let, 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 I'm not even going to tell you about the standards we have. So let's let's yeah. assume they're very high, okay? Yeah, no, right, cool. I'll bring my you have no idea, but you are the standards. No matter what they are, you are the standards. That's today. true. All right, so am I, am I trying to set the bar high or am I trying to set the bar low here? Are you trying That's to up to you, man. The world is in your hands. All right, cool. Let's see what happens then. Okay, well, we're going to do a little introduction to Koji. So, Koji, I just wanted to know, I wanted to get a little uh, bit of a grasp of your musical upbringing, if you had one. You know, what got you into DJing? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, growing up, um, I was always, like, I was actually performing and stuff. I was always inclined to performing. My dad is actually a juggler by career and stuff, right? So, uh, growing up, I was exposed to all these different kind of sides of performing. Uh, He brought me into, like, he taught me to juggle and all that. And uh, I really got, I fell in love with performing. And then when I went into high school, uh, we had a, like a boys dance program that we started. And it was like, I actually got started by doing like the LMFAO shuffle dances Hey-o. and whatnot, you know, for yeah, and uh, for school performances. And then um, that went really well. Like that kind of fed my love for performing and kind of melded it into music and stuff. And then uh, I started making music just after I graduated and um, so shortly after that, I went to university over at UBC mm-hmm. and my friend was just like, hey, like you're killing it on the dance floor. Like, I think you do some you do great on the decks. Like, why don't you come over? I'll show you a couple of tricks here and there and uh, we'll just jam and have fun. And essentially, that's that's what happened. I went over and like I just immediately fell in love with it. You know, like my degree became uh, like it just I just stopped caring about it. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, this is I, I found my passion, like nothing else matters in the world. So I kind of uh, went under his wing and he brought me on for a couple shows and it kind of just snowballed and started getting more gigs around the city. And it got to a point where I was like DJing like four or five times a night per week. Um, okay. so, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then uh, like all along, I was like making music and stuff on the side, but like DJing was the main focus. And then uh, obviously, you know, COVID hit and then no more events. So that kind of forced me. I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's explore this music thing a little bit more. So I got like started full time producing uh, when the quarantine hit back in March of 2020. That's crazy, man. Wow. Like, so you're a dancer turned DJ turned producer. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess you could say that. Turned dancer turned DJ turned producer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a rich, rich background for sure. But all from uh, the turntables, man. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. So you came, you went from the dance floor to behind, behind the decks. Pretty much, yeah. So I was, I was involved in the entire. I, I'm enveloped in the entire process of of a night of a night. You know what I mean? Like whether it is from the dance floor, whether it is behind the decks, or whether it's behind the computer making beats for for the nights. You know what I mean? And I think. Um, that's really what gave me my edge in the industry is like I could really feel the groove of music and I had a really good understanding of understanding of like what would make people move because I had prior been like I've been dancing for like five years and I knew I had an internal sense of rhythm and I knew what beats were going to hit which which ones weren't and I was able to kind of you know I think that was really advantageous for me because I was able to show people a lot of music that they didn't know they liked 
Amazing. So you're able to use, I guess I should say, utilize your skills as a dancer and then, you know, uh, be able to incorporate those um, uh, in your DJ uh, career. That's awesome, man. Definitely. Yeah. And it's also really good. My my apologies. I was just going to say that gives you a really good sense of rhythm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also just like, I guess it just makes me fun to watch too, because I'm up there like behind the decks, like jamming, doing my own thing, like living my life. Like most of the time, I don't even like, like as much as I love the crowd, like most of the time I forget that they're there because it's just, I'm just jamming so hard on myself, you know? Yo, I'm excited to see this. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, as soon as the world opens up a little bit. That'll be amazing. So Koji, it's K hyphen the letters O and G is your moniker, correct? That it was, it was. I recently rebranded as just Koji Aiken, which is my name. Um, yeah, I took this artist development academy or this artist development course called Cosmic Academy, and uh, a portion of it is they talk about like branding and kind of they bring you through your own brand and like what you have right now. And and pretty much what they said was, you know, like KOG is like it's cool and all that. Like I see what you did there, but like bro, like just use your name. Like you got a cool enough name. Like Koji Aiken is like a headliner style thing. Like you can be up there with Dead Mouse in a couple of years. Like just and like like you know like you've been being called your name your entire life. So why not just rock it? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like definitely we'll rock it. So I just uh, recently made the name change a couple of weeks ago, actually. So it looks a lot better, man. Like Koji spelled <laughs> out is sick. Like yeah. KOG, I guess that's something. I would think it was sick if I was your friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it's Koji, the OG. Like, yeah. Sag. Oh, he's at the party. Oh, shit. But, yeah. but as a logo, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Koji, K-O-J-I, has way more staying power. Definitely, man. It's it's a unique name for sure. So Yeah, it's gotta, sick. Got to give a quick shout out to my mom and pops for, for donating that name for me. <laughs> Mm. That was a that was a that was a pure donation right there. That was it. Yeah, straight up. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so Koji, I, I was wondering if you could uh, give the listeners uh, some perspective, you know, on the the Vancouver EDM slash rave scene. For those of you you that are going to be listening in the future, they might not be familiar with that scene. Could you give them some insight? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, growing up or not growing up, but like just kind of like building myself through the industry and whatnot, I really started to noticed that there was a big gap in the edm community you know what i mean you have the big players like blueprint and live nation like they're booking all the big shows and big talent and all that and then i and then there's like these other kind of like independent players um who are throwing like bush raves and stuff you know what i mean and um when i got into the industry like i when i started like raving and when i went to like festivals and stuff like i immediately fell in love with the the culture and the music and stuff and i knew that this is like kind of an avenue that I wanted to take and it was really sad to see like as I tried to look for it in Vancouver that it was really lacking you know like unless you really knew someone on the inside or if you were like part of like one of these like kind of uh, niche groups or something um, you really didn't have an in with the industry so I just I just think it was um, like I mean it's like not to bash anyone but it's just like it feels like everyone's kind of just doing their own thing in their own little pockets you know what I mean and they have their own little communities and they're like really it's what they're doing is like working for them um but I think really what the city needed was um like a hub or like someone to bring those community people together you know what I mean because you know the whole saying that two heads is better than one like why not have like five groups come together and throw an absolute like rager that could compete with one of these bigger organizations like blueprint or live nation you know like how sick would it be to have like a mini like a weekly night where it was all local talent all local djs and stuff because we've got some amazing amazing producers in the city that just they can't really get to the next level because there's just not that platform you know what i mean 
Thanks. Um, so real quick, um, hmm. the first thing I heard about you, which which made me really interested in you and your projects, is people kept talking about this guy who did a set on a SkyTrain. It was like <laughs> some dude. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna stream from a SkyTrain. Like, I, I as soon as I heard that, I was like, how do you organize that? How do you make that happen? How, who do you talk to to be like, I want a SkyTrain for my DJ set tonight? Yeah, so that actually wasn't my own idea. Um, but like, uh, I work with one of my partners that I work with, Jared Lopez. He's very, very creative, ready, and like, he's he's a photographer, videographer, and uh, works a lot with a bunch of creatives in the city. And um, he just suggested it one day. He's like, bro, like how sick would it? And this is shortly after the, um, what was it? It was when Blueprint did their live stream on top of BC Place. You know, they were just, we were just kind of like, he's like, man, like, I love that idea. I love the concept, like of being able to showcase the city. Like what's something unique that we can do, you know? And then we like, kind of did a bit of research and he's like, bro, like we got to hit the SkyTrain, you know, like no one's done a set there. It's like an iconic piece of Vancouver's like uh, culture. And you know, it's a great way to capture the environment, like the, the, the view of the city and whatnot. So um, yeah, we kind of just decided to, to just go for it. And, you know, we didn't really like plan it too much. We had a, a camera crew, like we had a basic setup and I brought my decks and everything. And um, yeah, like we didn't get permission or anything. Um, I know we, we sent it over to Vancouver is awesome. And they like phrased it as like, we commandeered the SkyTrain or whatever. <laughs> dude um, i love yeah, that yeah that's exactly how to do shit that's awesome def definitely so yeah we just kind of wanted to and and like the whole preface behind doing this was really to try and a like showcase the city a little bit and as well as try and get people to like up their game a little bit because obviously it, like right now it's just finding that there are like a like i said it's like they're cool like little pockets of people like building the little communities and whatnot just doing their like weekly live streams or something but it's just kind of like the same place It's the same thing you go on like any of these live streams it's like pretty like bread and butter like what you get you know what you're going to expect right so we wanted to try and do something that was a little bit um different you know and and hopefully get to inspire some of these other people to just like up their game a little bit you know like maybe even do and i've seen a couple of people do it you know like really go out to like like the the bush or something and do like a live stream up there or like do a pre-recorded live set like at the beach you know like try and like shake it up and really um get these people to start showcasing the city because i think really what it comes down to is is not like like like, like i was mentioning before it's like there's no one person like one person can only do so much but if we can come together as a community and like really kind of push the the scene i think that's what's going to really help like uh, grow Vancouver's community.
cash, give me more, yeah. Give me more, yeah. Money, baby. Promise it won't change me, no. Love me crazy. You love it when they pay me, yeah. She need a bag, no I went to Louis from rags I went to lose it to cash, no Baby, I've been busy on the low She just want the look in the bag from the store, yeah Sorry, but this call up all I know I can't give you time, but this cash give you more, yeah Honey, baby Promise it won't change me, no Love me crazy You love it when they pay me, yeah Honey, baby Promise it won't change me, no Love me crazy You love it when they pay me, yeah Baby, I've been busy on the low She just want the look in the bag from the store, yeah Sorry, but this wall up all I know I can't give you time, but this cash gives you more, yeah Baby, I've been busy on the low She just want the look in the bag from the store, yeah Give me more, yeah. Money, baby. Promise it won't change me, no. Love me crazy. You love it when they pay me, yeah. about making EDM and making this whole scene more accessible for mm. people and opening up the doors for people. So is that what you hope to achieve through starting your um, Kumo promotions uh, yeah. endeavors? Yeah, so um, definitely, like definitely during the pandemic, it was like this kind of started boiling in my head uh, around uh, August, September. Um, it was, there were, I took about a six month hi hiatus from events and whatnot, and really kind of like the, the uh, quarantine really gave me a good chance to figure out what I really wanted to do. You know, there wasn't any like expectation. I didn't have to play like club gigs or it was just hip hop and stuff. It was a lot of um, self-discovery and like really being like, okay, like now that there's no external pressures, what do I actually want to do? What do I actually care about? And what it came down to was the the EDM community. And like, like I mentioned before, it's like there are, a ton of gaps to be filled and my goal is to really just help build these people around me and like build these different players and bring the general audience and more uh or try the general yeah I guess the general audience um and expose them to like some of these amazing artists that we have you know what I mean like I know and I'm sure Bo can attest to this like there's a huge indie scene in Vancouver you know that and there are like a bunch of pop-up shows and 
there are a lot of like cool experiences that you can go to, right? But with the EDM scene, I just don't find that that there is that um, accessibility as much. You know, it's like you gotta know uh, you gotta know someone who runs like an underground like warehouse after hours party, or yeah. you gotta you gotta be an in with like the cele- the blueprint people to get into like celebrities or something. You know, and even then, it's like the big players. Um, but there isn't really too too many people trying to provide and create opportunity for a the artists um in the city you know like locking down a sick venue and like cycling through artists like the way i've seen it it's always been like the same three djs every friday at this club or the same two djs at this club you know like no one's really like doing like a let's throw like six new djs every week um from the scene and bring them bring see who they bring and like throw like a crazy party like that you know so i really want to try and like do that and provide opportunities because without a doubt like I think some of these people are like so ready to hit the next level um they just need a little like helping hand and a little bit of um um a little push to really get them to the next level you know like and what it really comes down to I think is things like um like the music is there and their brand is like pretty solid but they don't have exposure or they don't have like like content that is being produced for them or or photos or like any sort of thing like that. So I'm really hoping that uh, with me and my team, we can kind of like help um, facilitate those things, you know? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Koji, I was just wondering, I mean, there must be a reason why the rate of rotation amongst DJs, you know, amongst venues and establishments, it's it's so low or sometimes non-existent. Do you believe that uh, DJs are underpaid or do you believe that they're paid fairly? really it depends i think um it really really depends on who you work with i've I've had the opportunity to work with various various different groups and organizations uh some of them do there is like a standard rate um it's usually about like 50 to 100 an hour which is like pretty good and most djs don't really care about the money they're just there to like have fun and jam and bring their homies and take care of people right so i think like at that rate um if you just like in the city jamming at the club or whatever like i think that's pretty fair um and then some some organizations will even go as far as to like pay you per head as well for every person that you bring in mm-hmm. so i think that's a definitely a good added bonus i think in that sense it's it's pretty fair um until and it's like a good way to get involved until you, you start establishing yourself more you get a manager you start having contracts and stuff and you start getting to that point where you're, you're a bit bigger right like but I mean, for me personally, it's like if you're DJing for the money, you're not really doing it for the right reasons. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I love the attitude that you have with all these things. Like I I definitely see uh see that you. I think you and I probably see this the same way as far as like yeah. There's there's things that are missing in Vancouver, but mm-hmm. it it's always possible to make shit happen. It's kind of up to us to just take the hit and create the opportunity, right? Yeah, I think you're doing a great job with that. Like, I I love seeing like your attitude with the artists, your attitude on social media, your brand in general, I feel is uh, it's a great attitude and energy to have in the city. Like just more people who are like there to be like, yeah, okay, I know these people are talented. I know there's people who would enjoy this. How can we create a venue for this to happen? And yeah, there's always a way to make it happen. Like there's always ways to make it happen. Um, Yeah. But it's it's just up to us to do it. Right. Definitely. Um, and uh, I, I think you are like, it seems like you are. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I really like for me, like I, I got so, so, so lucky um, being provided all the opportunities that I have. And uh, my dad's got this really great saying it's um, you know, like if you believe in karma and stuff, it's 
and you live in the life that you do, like you actually are in like a super big deficit in the karma bank because you've been given your life so many opportunities and stuff. So, so really, once you get to this really point of like, you're doing what you love, like, and you're making enough money to survive and like, you get to enjoy it every day. Like, damn, bro, like you got a big karma debt to pay off. And, and what that means is like, you just got to put out good energy and really be altruistic and like do things for other people. You know what I mean? And I, I truly believe that at the end of the day, like a lot of this is, you know, indirectly going to benefit me, but like, I'm doing it for the benefit of the people around me. Cause I just believe that like, that's a hundred percent facts. A hundred percent. There's no question. I mean, it's so obvious when we see it in other people, right? It's hard to see it in ourselves, but I think when we see it in other people, we're like, wow, that guy's always helping out or that girl is always helping out, always driven, always make sure the people around them feel good. Like, yeah. Of course, if I if I think of an opportunity, I'm going to offer it to the people who, who like I think make everybody else feel good and that shows up and, you know, like is is driven. Yeah, um, I mean, that's how I got linked up with the Ice Cream Truck Collective, right? Like, that's why you brought me on the, the project. And man, I'm so excited to get that going. Dude, I'm so stoked. The show this year is fucking unreal, dude. And like <laughs> the, the DJ sets, like chill vibes by the beach are going to be fucking crazy. I'm so, so excited. Fun. Yeah, if anyone's listening, you should definitely go check them out. We'll be popping up uh, in kits. We'll be popping all over the city. And uh, we'll be having a, a buttload of talent come through. So so come enjoy some good music. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That sounds like it's going to be a vibe, my friend. I mean, so uh, hearkening back to the question that you had just answered recently, you did bring up a quotation from your father. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's no question, you know, when, when I say that, um, that uh, your father is a huge inspiration to you. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, he was recently on your podcast. I do believe the name of the podcast is Advice for Artists, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think that was awesome that you had him on. Uh, that's something that not a lot of people think about doing at first. But if the relationship with your father is as great as you two, then obviously <laughs> that, that'll happen. And I did some research on your father. He's a really interesting character. So if I'm not mistaken, he goes by the checkerboard guy, correct? Yep, you, you got him. Yeah, the, the Bill Nye kind of look alike wearing all checkers. <laughs> well, I think... I think that's phenomenal. So obviously there was no question as to, you know, your father being supportive of you pursuing a career in the arts. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he was always my number one fan whenever it, it wasn't even just the arts. It's like, no matter what I did, he was always so supportive and pushing me like um, growing up, like all these like sports that I played, like he would really just be like, yeah, man, like you killed it out there. Like I loved how hard you worked or like, you know, um, even like with school and stuff, he's like, he's like, yeah, like I see how hard you're working, how hard you're studying. Like you, you're absolutely killing it. Like keep, keep going, man. Like I really believe in you. And I think having him, um, just having him alone was enough to like make me work 110%, you know, just because um, his, not, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say his pride, but like he was relying on me to succeed so that he could enjoy himself. And I'm very much so the kind of person that if someone's relying on me, it's like, I'm not going to fail them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amazing. So he was, he was just kind of that person that pushed you in the, in the right direction. And I was wondering, I had a question drafted up. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was just along the lines of, you know, did, did you realize that, uh, like, when did you realize that having a supporter family, uh, did that drive you to pursue music more or would you have pursued music regardless? Is that, did, did that uh, factor really play uh, did I that think, I should say aspect play a huge factor. Definitely. I think def like the music journey has been a big self-discovery thing. You know, my dad was a performer, but he wasn't directly involved with music. Like the closest thing my parents kind of like connected me with music was my mom put me through piano lessons, but like I 
hated that so, oh so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, and I'm sure like a ton of people can relate, you know, like tons of parents put their kids to, to piano. And it's like, it, that was kind of my first, I think I was like about like 12 or 13 when I, when I took those lessons and that was my first taste. And it made me realize like, oh, like, you know, like maybe this music thing, like I, I really don't want to touch music for a little bit. But it was through a little bit of self-discovery that I, when I started listening to the music that I wanted to, and I started kind of creating these connections where I was just like, oh, like this is a really cool sound, like, or like, these are some really, really cool ideas. Like I, I could make this if I, like, there's something that clicked in my head where I was like, if I could work, if I worked hard enough to figure this out, like I can make it, like I can make it happen. Right. So I definitely think like the music side, like and then that passion for music was definitely something that I found on my own. But as soon as I found that, my mom and dad were like, yeah, like, if that's it, like, we're going to send you to audio school. Like, we're going to make sure you're taken care of. Like, like, we got you, you know, like, we want to make sure that we would put you in the best place to succeed. So, yeah. Say you want it, you can have it. Try it once, become a habit. Use the chaps like now I'm feeling good. She on and on, you playing games. I'ma hop up in the ring. TKO, I told you not to push me. Never heard a name, now she constant blowing up your phone 20 minute rang, open with the open thing But conversation must prelude that change Cause I ain't with the guessing game Anyway, now you're fading, all your colors shaded And to be quite honest, I be feeling your new lady So maybe next time that you roll the dice and try to play me Remember where the fuck you grew from fetus to a baby Lately, I be posting up, smoking hella blunts Feeling hella love and I'm vibing Lately, y'all be acting sus, do not test your luck, got all of my bad gals riding. Say you want it, you can have it, try it once, become a habit, use the chaps like now I'm feeling good. She on and on, you playing games, I'ma hop up in the rain, TKO, I told you not to push me. Push, sleep, you don't even have a game, fourth quarter and I got your girl, she screaming out my name, so the dick and miss the hit, my pussy hitting home runs, took your cup for candle, it be running on for more tongue. What a day, funny how we traded But I told you not to test me and you left me jaded Manipulated, aggravated, straight disrespected So I took your girl and showed her all that you neglected You, you thought that your dick was special But she brought me to a new level Pushed my thighs into a pretzel Wetter than a power washer Get you acting like a watcher You a cuck and I don't even give a fuck You a snake, snake like I get honey, honey like Never leave a want to know She call me on the phone Cause you can't even give a girl a bone And like a bitch in heat I still get it like a woo Say you want it, you can have it Try it once, become a habit Use the chapstick, now I'm feeling good She on and on, you playing games I'ma hop up in the rain TKO, I told you not to push me music or like you know even like DJing do you think it's an innate thing like you either have it or you don't or do you believe that anybody can try their hand at it and succeed if they want to I I definitely believe and I'm a firm believer that you just got to find your pocket in in music uh in order to figure out what it is that you want to do 
anyone can pick up a guitar and learn some chords. Anyone can learn some songs on the piano. Uh, for me, I decided to take the really, really hard path and figure out how a DAW works, um, how Ableton works. Um, but I, I do truly believe that, you know, music can be for everyone. Like everyone listens to music. I don't think there's one person in this world that could be like, yeah, like I, I can't, I don't like music. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there's a single person. And that for me is an indicator that, that there is a, there is a certain kind of vein of music for everyone. And, and if you really wanted to pursue it, I think that it is something that uh, you can. Um, on the flip side though, I think it is, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of perseverance to pursue music or, or kind of do music more than just a hobby. And then that's going to be what differentiates people who actually succeed and who don't or who continue um, working with music, you know? And that's why, you know, you don't see not everyone's a musician is because not everyone has that discipline or no one has the patience to like really figure these things out. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think, I think, you're totally right in that music in some way is just innately human it's just part of who we are but then like having the tenacity and and want and drive to make it your full-time thing it's probably not I mean it's not for most people because it's really hard to do it's super hard yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah for any of you guys who uh you know who who don't really understand it like just go to like Tom Lee or something and and try pick up a guitar and see if you can like learn those chords in like five minutes like I guarantee you're going to take more it's going to take you more time and you're going to get frustrated and you're just not going to do it but but if you go do it you you will gain an appreciation for what other musicians do and what what everyone in the music industry is really striving for yeah so uh you talked about gaining an appreciation for things so what kind of things do you do I guess on the daily or the weekly as a as a composer as a musician like yourself to open yourself up to new styles of music new genres Ooh, that is like i i just man that's that's a good question i i really don't have like a set kind of schedule or like i'm not like yeah i'm gonna listen to like indie pop today or this week i'm not gonna listen you know like i really think my influences come from the people that i interact with you know a lot of the like like Bo, for example, it's like I checked out his music and it's really different from like the electronic stuff that I'm doing, but like it gives me a new appreciation for for his kind of music. Or my little brother, for example, he listens to a lot of like Mac Miller and like soulful rap and stuff. And it's like, I got into that because of him, you know? Um, and like for, for me, the industry that I'm in, like I make a lot of, um, you know, like future bass kind of uh, more melodic stuff. But like a lot of the people that I'm working with, like listen to house. So like I just had to, you know, get accustomed and learn what they why they were listening to it and like what kind of things they were listening to so I think in that sense like I just get exposed to the different kinds of music based on the people that I'm around you know so exposing yourself to different groups of people allows yourself to you know expose yourself to other music other styles of music yeah no I think uh, I mean and for me like I I'm fortunate enough to be what I what my friend Chris calls a social chameleon uh growing up I never really belonged to one group or uh I never really kind of like quote unquote fit in with a certain group I was always kind of bouncing around different friend groups so I was kind of grabbing like different experiences that I really loved about each and every group and and with that came the music you know like there would be kids in high school that would listen to like just hip-hop like that hard grimy trap stuff and like I got into that because of that and then it's like my dance like all my dancer friends would listen to like very like contemporary or like pop music and stuff so I got into that too, you know, and then 
my my best friend would <laughs> my best friend was put me under like Skrillex so I got into dubstep for a little bit right um but I think you know like having all these experiences is great you know but personally like uh going having that time alone during quarantine and really focusing down and having that self-discovery period of like okay like I love all these styles but like what do I actually care about was was really really helpful you know and um yeah I know I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here but uh and it, a, a piece of no, advice it's fine. And... I like it yeah it's great <laughs> yeah but, hey, um, um oh sorry no go ahead I was just gonna say like if you for any artists who are trying to like find their sound or really try and develop their sound just like spend some time alone and listen to the music that you like and and figure out why it makes you feel the way you do and why you like that because that will be your kind of guide to the style of music that you want to make and what's your instagram oh i gotta plug myself right yeah yeah so, plug it. Plug uh, all your shit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can find me I'm, I'm most active on instagram at koji aiken music and uh on facebook i got like a little facebook group too and um yeah those are kind of my main hustles don't really have any music out yet um preparing the brand and preparing my music so it's like fully ready and uh, i just really want to make sure that it's the best product that i can deliver so yeah please be patient on that but uh, yeah hopefully have some music out soon much respect so it's koji aiken music k-o-j-i-a-i-k-e-n music yes my sir. instagram um and then you're the founder of kumo vancouver at yeah. kmo and then vancouver right, right yeah so if anyone wants to get involved with the edm industry sites you can just hit me up in the dms and whatnot and uh yeah i always always make time for a nice chat about the industry
All right, we're back with West Knows Best podcast, only serving up the uh, the best from the West. Emerson Marshall, below me is Bo Henrik. Below him is Koji Aiken. Is Aiken, correct? Yeah, you got it, my friend. Amazing. I have to confirm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then below Koji. Koji is our guest, by the way. Koji is a Vancouver DJ composer and events organizer. Uh, below Koji is Victoria, also goes by uh, your friend Vic. Yeah. All right. So first up on one of the segments, the reoccurring segments is shit to do in BC. That's just, you know, letting people know what they can do, you know, if you're from BC. If you're not, then, you know, if you want to come on down or possibly not, maybe not, but, you know, you can have an idea of what to do in BC. So we got this event. It's an event for event organizers, event creators, event curators. It's called Reconvene, R-E-C-O-N-V-E-N-E. Hmm. And it's really interesting. It's a two-day virtual summit. So it's just basically, it can be attended through Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hosted by event creators and event organizers. An example of one of the uh, individuals that will be hosting the events is actually the CEO of, of, of Eventbrite. Her name is Julia Hartz. Hartz with, hmm. a, with a Z. Interesting name. Interesting way of uh, spelling that. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's, it's also, it can be found on Eventbrite. So obviously, Julia will be hosting the event. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why individuals should, I would highly recommend uh, attending the event because A, it is free of charge, which is amazing. Also B, uh, it's, it's going to allow individuals that before the pandemic who were heavily involved in organizing events, it's going to allow them uh, the tools to getting back into that industry. You know, some people might have gotten second or third jobs to stay afloat. You know, people get laid off or you know, Koji, you're familiar with that. You're you're oh, an yeah. DJ, and mm -hmm. you know venues have been closed down for quite some time now. They open back up, they close down again. It's it fluctuates and it's not reliable. So this is a very good event, in my opinion. It'll give uh, event organizers the tools of you know getting acquainted with with the health and safety guidelines and being able to network with like-minded individuals, you know, in the same field. And it's just an all-around good event. Plus, it's free of charge, so you're not paying out of pocket. And uh, yeah, it's an online event. You can get those tickets at Eventbrite. That's, uh, that's going to be a, a great little event. That's taking place on June the 14th, it says right here. So you guys have time to, you know, for the future listeners, you guys have time to sign up and uh, just reacquaint yourselves with the new normal, I should say. So yeah, that's reconvene. Shit to do that's in BC. Very educational. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it would be worth sharing because, you know, people that, you know, want to do events promotion or want to set some things up, it's going to be different than how it was a year and a half ago. Very different. Things yeah. things will change. Things have changed. So I think it's important to to learn uh, to, to, to learn the new skills. Yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome that people are, you know, finding ways to adapt, you know, like it's really important that we can do that to make people um you know, come together even in socially isolated times. Next up, we got BC memes. This is a segment that we like to do. We like to, you know, uh, inform the people about like what BC has to offer in terms of comedy and humor. Some people think, you know, Vancouver is no fun city, but people have a sense of humor over here, you know, so why not? And it allows people from BC to laugh at things that, you know, other people won't be able to laugh at. You know, it makes us cooler, something niche, you know, so I thought that would be something worth it. Victoria, was this your submission? Yeah, I posted a link. It's from CBUS Memes, one of our favorite meme pages. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody loves CBUS Memes. Nobody doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Go to. 
they're so funny they're always posting like these like you know <laughs> like big a lot of like you know posts on their feed and I'm always just looking through them and it's I'm it's so informative because I'm not from here. I don't really know much about the the culture of this province, so to speak. So I'm always like trying to see, you know, what's up with, you know, BC residents. And apparently they're just, you know, fed up with this whole COVID thing and vaccines. Like there's this one meme here that says like, you know, rolling out vaccines or installing bike lanes and the <laughs> government is going towards like installing bike lanes like, i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard right you know one of the ones that was attached to that link i thought was funny it shows paris hilton it's it's uh it's a uh, left photo and a right photo just cropped the left photo was her sitting on like i think a yacht and licking some ice cream and it says bc teens when they test positive for COVID 19 and on the right it says bc teens when they test negative for their n and it shows her crying in a, in a car so it's just like <laughs> people just that's like a driver's license right yeah. yeah the n is yeah i forgot victoria's from edmonton so they, they do things differently over there uh n is novice so n is when you can drive i mean you you, you can't drive more than i think it's two people uh and then when you get your class five like you can drive mm-hmm. Yeah. fully all the people in the car you want doesn't matter but yeah i think it's so funny it it truly reflects on how people have been viewing the covid 19 pandemic in the last five or six months especially yeah. younger people uh individuals like our age slightly younger slightly older they stopped taking it seriously uh so oh, i thought that God. was just really funny yeah there's tons of i've heard so many people like throw bush parties and stuff with no regard yeah. of like what's going on and it's like i, I just feel like it's sure like go have your fun but like don't ruin it for the rest of us you know what i mean yeah i have to agree and koji you t- i was gonna bring it up last time but yeah. I-, I wanted to let you you know like uh obviously explain like explain in detail like your answers but you you brought up bush parties and like i want to mm. know what is a bush party i've heard it before but i've never attended one damn bush okay. raves, you said. <laughs> right yeah so essentially what it is is when uh these these people who can't really secure a venue decide oh okay whatever like let's rent uh $200 worth of equipment and a generator and just plug ourselves in the off grid in the middle of the forest and uh invite our friends and hopefully no one dies and we'll have a good time you know what I mean uh that's essentially the essence it's like camping with speakers you know what I mean (laughs) okay so it sounds exact so it's exactly how it sounds bush raves it's it a raven of bush but not obviously one bush multiple bushes like a whole yeah. couple, couple, bushes, couple, yeah. couple yeah. trees too and you know people go? like a lot of people go oh yeah i saw a video like a couple weeks ago of like 50 60 people gathered under a tarp uh but the crazy thing was this guy had a fully produced stage like he had a stage he had like um projections onto these like beams and and whatnot and he had like lasers and light. like it literally oh looked God. like a, like a discount festival oh my God. <laughs> i was I about to say all that shit right now it's like yeah i'm gonna have a great time in the living room with my three housemates that's why i need like eight inch sub i need a like i need three sets of monitors i need these eight lasers yeah that's so funny I think most of these guys have their own equipment, so they just bring it up and, and plug it up. You know what I mean? That's funny as fuck. I mean, it's bad, but that's funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was about to say, that's like a discount Shambhala. Like, Pretty much. 
and there's no headliner it's just like okay well i'm like that's yeah. so weird but <laughs> we're just we're just gonna bring we're just gonna put on whoever we find oh you, you can dj all right yeah hop on the decks real quick uh yeah, you, break. <laughs> yeah, you know how to use your aux cord that's lit bro dude sick yeah, yeah some drag on. <laughs> no way dude bush parties i'm gonna have to look up like some examples because i know there's i live in surrey but um mm. there's uh just up the road near guilford there's this small plot of land uh right by like a tennis court right. it looks like kind of like an island because there's a bunch of water surrounding the plot of land and you know every now and then i see like clothes there and beer cans and i'm like hey maybe there's now that i think about it maybe there was like bush raves over there i don't know i would assume who knows yeah. as soon as you say this all those guys who organize that are like fuck we're blown like we're blown. <laughs> damn okay i'm Shoot. gonna edit it out i'm not gonna put this in but... <laughs> No, hey, to be fair, I Surrey's a big city, man. It could be anywhere, but hey, it could I be mean, anywhere. I mean, added we to have the list no of things idea. you can do. Added yeah, to exactly. those things. No, you're gonna come across like a freaking speaker and some monitors, and you're just gonna be a trail of them outside your outside your house. Like honestly, <laughs> the spirit of the party awakes you at night. You get led into the forest. Yeah, the ceremony. Dude, that's so funny. I wanna hit when you pass that spliff Catch my drift, baby, catch my drift I'm real sweet when I get real pissed Make me a drink real quick, real stiff I wanna hit when you pass that spliff Pass that spliff, pass that spliff, pass that spliff So I'll make this quick Said you'd give But you gave me a fifth My spliff is red I'm a separatist I check on my checks You check on a grift I thought you were bold But bitch I'm miffed I'm moving the belly Of the beast in the rift Age of the gunda That was the gist Now watch how I fucked up Moving shit Fuck your coony ass Conscious shit Rap like a gunda Offensive lip Catch me on all the aggressive lists I have no defense I just have a gift Come to my show And you get a stiff A little more sweat You need practice Two holes on my left That's my praxis Some calicut trees And you catch my drift Catch my drift Baby catch my drift I'm real sweet When I get real pissed Make me a drink real quick Real stiff. I wanna hit when you pass that split. Catch my drift, baby, catch my drift. I'm real sweet when I get real pissed. Make me a drink real quick, real stiff. I wanna hit when you pass that split. 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 I move real slick. 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 Double tone down. Kick. 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 Brown girl so thick. 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 My rise is imminent. Global citizen. So belligerent. Catch me mingling. Southern element. Move like an immigrant on some dick. 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 At my tenement. In my bunny and feel to million. Give me a million. Then I'm. Next up, we got Is This News. This was both submission, right? Uh, I've got one submission, and the other one is not me. Mine is the one about the BC man. Okay, this is pretty funny. I can't wait to get to like my portion. Not that my portion is the funniest. I just, I, I can't, I know you're gonna laugh, Bo. You're gonna think, this no, is go, funny. go. You start. Let's go. It, it's about the BC man who dreams about vacations while lawn mowing. That's the headline, right? Uh -huh. So, it, it, so this guy, uh, obviously, he's like everybody else. He doesn't think he's going to win the lottery. And he lives in, like, some, like, random, like, well, not random, but not really well-known city in BC. Those are the ones that always win, you know? Like, the ones that live in, like, 
yeah. Prince Rupert or Fort Nelson or something. They always yeah. win the lottery. Uh, I guess they deserve it the most because there's not too much you can access over there. But it's from <laughs> Sook, BC, S-O-O-K-E, right? Oh, no way. My parents are from there. Oh, they live in there right now. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, oh, over, like, is this your dad? Over. Uh, maybe who knows? <laughs> Moses well, on every day. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Oh, his name is Patrick O'Leary. So I don't. Is no. that your father or probably no, that's, not? <laughs> that's not my father. <laughs> oh, well, Mr. O'Leary looks like a nice guy. If I could pull up a photo, I would. I don't know if it really work on the webcam, but so yeah, he wins the money. It's I think it's a million dollars. While he's gonna go get his weekly ice cream. That's that's how we got it. He went to go get a lottery ticket while he went to go get his weekly ice cream, and it was wholesome. He won two months ago. But the funniest thing about this article is you go down to the comments and then this guy named Mike Parker, he said, what an incredibly stupid, insulting headline. That was. <laughs> that's it. Yo, that was it. Headline, man. And he got one upvote and no reply. So I want to, this is the thing though. You don't get to see who likes the posts. I mean, the comments, you don't get to like, it's, it's not Facebook. It's on the daily hive website, but right. if I could find out who liked it, that would be hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, it's it's a good it's a good story. But like, apparently, Mike didn't like the headline. So, yo, well, Michael, I'm sorry about this headline. It really fucked you up. Yeah, yeah he, he got in his feelings. Yeah, you should I, DM him and apologize on behalf of the Daily Hive. <laughs> yeah, on behalf yeah, of the Daily Hive, we're gonna apologize about how our, our stupid stupid headline that you can write. <laughs> incredibly stupid insulting. I don't really know how that's insulting. It's. So it sounds like the lawnmowers, man. You don't understand. Yeah, I, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it. I wasn't. I wasn't the group that got offended. I wouldn't get it. So I'm just. I'm gonna shut up now. But okay, yeah, but that's... let me tell you though, the way people play the lottery is ridiculous. I swear. I used to be a cashier. I used to scan people's tickets. Mm. Like you know, I would be the one to check. You know, see if they won. They never win. They never fucking win. Like yeah. it's so annoying. There's this lady. She used to come in my store. You could set your clock to it. I swear, like her name was like she was the lottery lady. Like, and <laughs> she would win like you know once in a while, like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred here and there, but she would just always come in with like five, six tickets at a time. And I'm like, man, I'm waiting for the day I see her name in the on like on the front page because that lady is religious about it. She deserves it. <laughs> What's that bias called where like, it's like where you've already invested a certain amount. So even if it's very logical oh. to quit, mm-hmm. you'll keep going. It's kind of like in poker, like yeah. you put your chips in, you realize, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to win this. She's so you just decide to keep putting your chips in just in case there's a chance. Yeah, I feel like it's that, like you've, you've done gambling. this every day for Gamb- years. Is that the gambler's fallacy? Like the more, the more you, yeah. Like the more you play, the more likelihood you think you have of winning. But but in reality, it's like the chances are the exact same. That's what it would have to be. I mean, the yep. thing is, you go on you go on BC Lotto, and it tells you that no matter it says in not fine print, but in bold capitalized lettering, the more you play, doesn't increase the chances of winning. It, it tells you that. Yeah. Like it, it says that. But for some reason, people think that they they can beat the system. Like I just don't. I, don't get yeah like, yo, you don't get it though i do it really well like i do it a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's a pro this guy's a pro i'm not a pro i'm just i, I you know i'm a you starter just buy your lottery ticket i'm buying my lottery ticket man like you exactly. you would get it if you did it like me but it's a lifestyle thing you know i tried to like buy a lottery what we say every week we would buy a lottery ticket yeah so and tuesdays and fridays twice. <laughs> 
yeah. that's well, not a okay, bad I thing would... though if you just quit that's fine oh no that's that's actually great i mean i chalked it up to me just not having the follow-through and not have like having commitment issues but then i realized no it's actually good like i'm saving money yeah so yeah it wasn't worth it dude i feel like commitment issues do save money like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're not wrong dude that's so funny so wait hold up koji you're yeah is your father from is it pronounced souk or sook i i've heard both my my parents call it souk they're actually like a little bit uptown in a little town called shirley but uh, I just say they're from Souk because people know where Souk is. Oh, okay. So your parents live there currently, correct? Yeah, they moved there uh, two oh, or three sick. years ago. But yeah, okay. it's, you know, there's literally nothing there. So whoever won the lottery is like, like, thank God. They, they got one person out of there. Oh, that's Listen, amazing. That's Patrick hilarious. O'Leary, man. Apparently Patrick loves mowing the lawn. So And he likes his weekly ice cream. So now we can just keep buying that ice cream without having Yo, to worry about burning a hole in his pocket. Yeah. How small town shit is that? Where, like, the attributes they give the guy who wins is, like, he cuts his grass. (laughs) Lawn maintenance. Listen, lawn maintenance is a serious thing in the suburbs, man. Most interesting headline that you could make. Actually, you know what? This is a stupid and insulting headline. I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) It's wrong. Well, listen, you should upvote Mike Parker's comment on Daily Hive website. I'm with you. Don't do that right now. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I do believe that's the that's the end of our uh, weekly, well, sorry, reoccurring segments uh, for the West Knows Best podcast. Koji, is there anything you want to say? Any closing words? Any advice for aspiring creatives? Uh, yeah, just uh, if you find something you love doing, then keep doing it, and uh, you'll find a way to make it happen. Um, you can ask any any damn creative out there who's doing what they're doing. They don't do it for money. They don't do it for any sort of external thing it's they do it because they love doing it and if you can find that like trust me your life will become a lot more easier a lot more fun and a lot more enjoyable so that's about it amazing okay thank you so much brother i really appreciate you joining us on the podcast and i will be producing that this week and that will be it should be out this weekend actually so dope yeah Yeah, can't wait to listen back to it perfect brother thank you so much yeah thank you guys so much for having me on this is an absolute pleasure oh Oh, thanks for coming on man you great energy great conversation (laughs) great advice as an inspiring creative, I'm way more inspired now. I know what oh, to do. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Dude, please, please do. Make some great art and uh, change some people's lives.